Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi, and I am ecstatic. I'm really excited to begin Mishnah Pesachim with Parak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph, and Mishnah Beis. It's going to be an awesome Mishnah. There's so much jam-packed into this Mishnah, and we're right before Pesach, so what better synergy? Do we have the Mishnah Yomi, Pesach, all together so that we show up to our Seder and we are excited and well-prepared for that special night. Before I begin, I want to give a special shout-out to my cousin, Ari Katz, who has also been going through Masech Lipsach on his own podcast. You can find it at getzigyk.com. That's G-E-T-Z-I-G-G-Y-K, as in cats.com, where he has a podcast that Scott learns Mishnayos that, have to, that are relevant to whatever Chag is coming up. 30 days before each Chag, he posts the Mishnayos dealing with that Chag. So right now he's going through Pesachim. Afterwards, as we lead to, towards Shavuos, I believe he will learn Bikurim. And then, as there is no dearth of Jewish holidays, he'll move on to the next one, perhaps Tainus, for the three weeks. I'm not sure. You'll have to go there to find out. It's a wonderful podcast. And as a 10th grader, he knows more Torah than I know pr- pr- right now. And I'm not a 10th grader, so you're just a tremendous amount to learn from him, to be inspired by him, and I recommend, if you have the time, to go listen to him. Okay, let's begin with Sechlis Psachim. And I promised Michael, Michael, you know who you are, that I'm not going to go on too many tangents, even though I am so excited to be learning. And now we're a minute and 39 seconds into this podcast, and we haven't started the Torah yet, so let's begin. On the night of the 14th of Nisan, we search for chametz by the light of a candle. Interestingly, R means light, doesn't mean night. So what's going on here? The Gemara, after a long back and forth, comes to the conclusion that we have to speak with Lush and Saginar. It's important to speak in a, a way that's not negative, it's a positive. And therefore, rather than saying darkness, the Gemara used light as a euphemism for dark. And Kavachomer, if we're not, we don't even want to use the, the negative of darkness, when it comes to other language, how careful we have to be, that's the Gemara there in Sachem. So we search for Chometz in the night of the candle. And the Mishnah then tells us that any place where Chometz is not usually brought throughout the year does not require searching, meaning to say we have what's called a Chazaka. We can assume if you ne- haven't gone into your attic or you don't bring food up to your attic, there is absolutely no need to go search your attic because there's no Chometz there. This seems to indicate that the reason that we search for Chometz is because we have to find it so we can destroy it. Although there is other on evidence that perhaps there is something unique that about the mitzvah of searching for chametz that's more than just a hechitimsa, a way in which to prepare of getting rid of the chametz, but might be part of preparing for Pesach is the bedika, meaning to say even if there is no chametz, one still has to search because it's part of preparing for Pesach is searching uh, even though you know there may not be chametz, but that's already beyond what we have to discuss. But our Mishnah is clearly telling us that we search for chametz and only search in a place where there's chametz. If that's true, says the Gemara, Velomar Shetayn Kshurus Vemaratev, why then are we searching in the wine cellar, in the basement of the home, where you have all your wine? Why search there? What chametz are there? Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah, because there are times where someone may be in the middle of eating and be and say, oh, we're out of wine, I will go downstairs to pick up another barrel, another bottle. And they'll go downstairs while still munching on their pizza or bread or sourdough, whatever else they're eating, and then they brought chametz in there and potentially they even leave it in there. So because there's a concern you may have brought chametz into the wine cellar, therefore we have to search it. However, we only have to search the first two rows because we can assume the wine that's in the it's further back, you know, fourth, fifth, third, fourth, fifth, sixth row, there's no, you, didn't, you didn't access that wine, you didn't touch the wine, you're only touching the front rows. That's potentially where you put your chametz you were holding your hand down, and that's only where you have to check. And now there's a slight machlokas between Beisham and Beishilel. How do we define the first two rows? 
says Beishamai, Beishamai Omrim, Shteishuras Apane Kolamartev. That's the first two layers, meaning to say, covering the entire surface. So if you were to look, let's say you have four barrels, that's uh, four barrels high, and it's four barrels deep, so you have to search all the barrels. When we say two rows, we mean two rows both horizontal and vertical, as in any exposed barrel, because potentially you put it in front of you or you put it on top of the barrels. However, Basil says no. Basil Omrim Shteishuras Bechetzon Shein Leonos. We don't have to search the out. The, we only search the outer two rows. You don't have to search any exposed barrels. Meaning to say that the first two barrel, the two two rows going inwards. So it's whatever your, your four barrels facing you, as well as then one more. If you go one more row of barrels deep inwards, depth wise, not on top, go, looking at any exposed barrel. Okay. Mishnah 2 now is going to discuss, it's really playing off in that, it's really the, it's the concept of chazaka. Chazaka is that we generally assume, unless we have evidence pointing out otherwise, we assume whatever, however we leave a situation, the chazaka is that it doesn't change. That's what it is. We can assume things are more stationary, they're, 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 uh, and they're not changing. We don't have to always be concerned things may change. And the Mishnah is going to give us the case that, let's say you clean your entire house for chametz, and... Can you, do you have to be concerned, perhaps a, a mouse comes, a weasel comes, and is going to bring chametz back into the house? And the answer is no, we don't have to be concerned because we have what's called a chazaka. That once you clean, you can assume that unless you saw the weasel dragging around chametz, you can assume that no chametz is brought inside, and the house remains chametz-free. In Chosesh and Shem Agreira, because once you get rid of this concept of chazaka, once you have to always be concerned, so there's no end to the matter. You can be cleaning constantly, but then say, oh, maybe an animal brought chametz in here. Maybe an animal uh, dragged or dropped chametz in here, and the ain't so if you can't live life without the concept of chazaka, which is the assumption that things are stagnant or stationary unless you have proof otherwise. I wish you all a wonderful day.